I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. All right, everybody, welcome. We're in the Songtown uh, stream yard, actually. We started using <laughs> stream yard. And uh, today we're going to talk about staying ahead of the curve. Uh, it's a question we get a lot. It's like, well, how do I know where things are going in the music business? So um, first of all, I want to say Songtown on Songwriting is powered by Sweetwater gear best place in the world to buy your gear instruments all that kind of stuff if you not ever bought from them you will find it's amazing experience they assign you a, a person a real life person who calls you and checks up on you make sure that you're being able to use what you ordered and it's all working like you hoped so check out sweetwater we're going to talk about staying ahead of the curve and and how you can kind of determine what's going on maybe in the next few months or the next year or so in the genre that you're writing. Um, Clay, you want to kick that discussion off? Yeah, I love this. When I'm talking about, especially with my melody classes, I get this a lot where people go, oh, I play my demos, you know, for publishers or for A&R people. And they tell me they sound dated and they're, they're like, how do I, how do I catch up? And then how do I get ahead? So, you know, I'm, I'm writing stuff for the future and not just sounding like what's on the radio today. And, you know, what I teach them is there's not a quick fix. And so it, it pretty much becomes a discipline where if you can listen to music and as you're listening, just actively listen to music and pick out one thing a week. I challenge my students to pick out one thing a week that they can add to their toolkit. So think of it like this. If you walk into a bar in, say, Mobile, Alabama, and you're speaking Chinese, there's not going to be a lot of people there that can understand you. So when you're writing songs, you have to speak the language of your genre. So when you're listening to songs and you listen to melody, pick out one thing a week that you think you can incorporate into your writing. It could be anything. It could be, um, I'm listening today and I hear this song, they're doing this triplet thing in the melody. So when I sit down to write my next song, I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna put this and I'm gonna do it. If you can actively do that. So maybe it's something like, um, thinking about you and me on a sand and beach. You know that, thinking about triplet, triplet. If you could put that little triplet in your melody, then you've, you've mastered that tool. That's your tool for the week. So by the end of the year, you've got 52 new tools that you're using and you're suddenly speaking the language that other people in your genre, your audience is used to hearing. So I just make it a practice to try to incorporate as many things as I, and you know, it has to be things you like. I don't, want people to just pick out things and, you know, force feed themselves into becoming a commercial writer. But when you hear something you like, incorporate it into your writing. And I think once you do that, you're speaking the language. Then after you've done that for a while, it becomes easier to start thinking ahead and to put, I think where you start writing ahead and writing ahead of the curve is putting your own personality into it because no one's like you. So if you're speaking the language, but with your personality, 
then I think if you do that well, that becomes what attracts people to record your songs. That's what attracts an artist to want to sing your songs. And so the next thing you know, these artists are recording your songs and you're ahead of the curve all of a sudden, where before you weren't in the conversation, you weren't speaking the language and you were way behind the curve. That makes sense. Yeah. And I think one big mistake a lot we see a lot of people making is that they get fixated on one period of music that they loved. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting those tools from modern music that's coming out currently, they're taking those tools from songs from the eighties or the seventies or be, you know, even back further than that sometimes. And so, you know, it's, it's great if you can take an element from an old song and you make it sound new, but it's not great if you write a new song and it sounds like it's old, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and that kind of thing. And so you have to make sure that you are getting those tools from current music. You know, another practical way I think, uh, people can kind of find out where music is going. It's like uh, there's satellite radio stations in pretty much every genre that show you examples of upcoming things. So for instance, um, in country, there's a a new boots playlist, uh, you know, that, that you can check out. And uh, when you hear those people on there, you go, Oh wow, that's really different. Or you, you notice, Oh wow there's a lot more traditional country on here. Well, that's the people that Nashville labels are excited about. It's people that radio or big playlist curators are excited about. And so that's going to give you a little bit out ahead of the curve perspective, as opposed to mainstream radio, because mainstream radio is playing songs that were put out maybe six months ago, you know, and those playlists Mm -hmm. are putting out stuff that's coming out right now. And it's artists, and sounds that may be a little more ahead of the curve, you know, so you, you can also, you know, do some research online and find out, you know, uh, what artists are kind of getting the buzz about them in whatever genre you're writing and check out what they do and see why people are getting excited about them. And, you know, you, you, um, there was, there was one point at uh, Corinne Bailey Ray, my publisher played me her first record before it came out. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. I love this and it's very different. And so sure enough, she comes out maybe six or eight months later and kind of takes the world by storm with that album. You know, So sometimes you can get little glimpses like that into something that's about to come out that people are putting a lot of money and energy behind. And, and that can help you get ahead of the curve. But, you know, what you don't want to do is spend too much time trying to copy what's on the radio right now in, in whatever genre yeah. you're doing. You know, you want to go, well, OK, if I what you know, if they are we're doing that right now or they were doing that a year ago and it just now came out, where might they go after that? You know, and if there's a particular artist you're writing for, you can kind of study their progression of where you know, how their music has gotten more and more and more pop. So like in country, an example would be Keith Urban. Every record seems like it's more pop than the last one. Tim McGraw has kind of a pattern where he'll he'll do like albums that get progressively more pop and then he'll reset the whole thing and he'll do a real country album and then he'll start over. So with him, it feels like there's a line that he doesn't want to cross. You know, he gets to this point and he goes, okay, that's enough pop. 
influence. Let me go back to country. And then he kind of moves back on that continuum. So you can do research on artists that you're writing for and kind of find out those sort of trends of what they're doing as well. Well, that's an important, important point because, you know, you and I get information inside the industry that the average Songtown listener probably doesn't get because we, we work within the industry. So we hear, okay, Tim McGraw's next album, he's trying to do this. So if you're outside of that, I think one thing that, that we've tried to do in Songtown to help our members and it's worked really well is our edge groups where you're working with top publishers in the business and pop country and Christian whatever your genre is, and they will give you writing assignments. They'll tell you Keith Urban is looking for this kind of song for the next project. And that really helps you target um, because there, there's nothing worse than like pitching a song to an artist and then they go, oh yeah, we don't, we're not going in that direction anymore. We're going, we're going to this mm -hmm. other direction. So we, we do get information that on the street that not everyone out there gets. So, you know, I think it, it helps to, if you're in Songtown and you, you want to join an edge group, that's a great thing because it teaches you to target right for publishers. And, you know, it, we pattern that because as staff writers at publishing companies, we would have a staff meeting once a month and our publishers would tell us who's looking. These are hot projects. They give us information about what kind of sound that, you know, this artist has got a producer that's going for this. And so you get that kind of information. And so we're thinking, why not create these kind of groups for, you know, Songtown members? And, and it's worked great. You know, it's, it's connected them with, you know, we have at this point, what, six different publishers. Um, so it's, it's a good little thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, another way is you we in Songtown, every Songtown member has access to pitch sheets, which tell you, you know, this sometimes it'll say pretty specifically, this is what we're looking for for this artist or no right. more be no more beach songs or, you know, things to kind of give you some guidance as to what people are looking for. Absolutely. All right. Anything you want to add to that, Clay? I just want to say, Marty, you're a fantastic co-host. Proud thank to know you, you. And I know you just had a birthday, so happy birthday. Well, thank you, Clay. I appreciate that. <laughs> Very kind words. Hope everybody will check out the show notes. Uh, we got information in there about books, about Songtown, about Sweetwater. Everything you need to know is, is right there in, the, in there somewhere. So thanks for joining us. If you like the show, we'd love it if you give us a review wherever you listen. That helps us a bunch. And take care. We'll see you next week. Cheers. We're going to leave you with a song, as is our habit. It's called Until You Do. It's written by Songtown members Lisa McKean and Mark Beeson. Hope you enjoy. See you next week. Check out the show notes and our sponsor, Sweetwater. Take care. The mirror behind that old bartender Stays a whole lot clearer than before Yeah, you still like the tasting If there's a glass, you'll raise it But you ain't chasing wasted anymore 